1: Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. It's me, Sam, famed and beloved co-host of um, Notable Podcast Radio Lab that you're currently listening to. I'm here with a little announcement, and that is that I am doing a solo show called Club Comic at the Bell House in Brooklyn on February 17th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, tickets are available now. This is show is beloved by me. (laughs) I uh, used to do it before the pandemic. And um, it's like club tracks and videos and stand up. And yeah, it's a pun club comic, get it. Uh, But it's it's always really fun. And I was like, should I bring it back? I'm I'm a different person now that the global pandemic and everything, but then I was like, wait, no, I didn't change at all. I'm actually the exact same person. Um, So I'm bringing it back to the Bell House, February 17th, and I couldn't be more excited. So get tickets. I look forward to seeing your gorgeous, but tastefully flawed faces there. Okay, enjoy the episode, Mm bye-bye. Okay, wow. Um, podcast starts now. Hello, all. Welcome to Stradio Lab. What a huge day it is um, for the community. <laughs> I really wanted to see where you were taking that. How are you today? Oh, how am I? Yeah. Um, well, I'm fine. I, um, I am, you know, I did break my New Year's resolution
0: today. Oh, shit. What was it?
1: Well, I was I was waking up earlier, and oh. today I threw it out the window and woke up yeah. at sort of a nine thirty space again.
0: Nine thirty is not terrible.
1: It's not terrible, but I. What did do you break, consider early? Well, it's a, the difference is small, but my goal is to wake up at eight thirty.
0: Oh um, sure. No, the difference is I think there's a world of difference between eight thirty and nine thirty.
1: Eight thirty is like so. It's tough because it's hard to get up at 8:30, but you still don't get even the credit. Like people are still like, "Oh, 8:30, you know, some people could be at work 100%. at 8:30." Yes.
0: No, and you're absolutely like... right. <laughs> I think I mean, of course, the dream is 7:30. Of
1: course, when I'm
0: you know, I know
3: I'm supposed to wait. I know I'm supposed to wait, but I want to be a part of this conversation. Please, please, please. So, okay, is the New Year's resolution to wake up early every day for the rest of your life? Is That's the a goal great question, like, honestly. Every day for the rest. I'm Bob the Drag Queen, everyone. <laughs> is the goal to every day for the rest of your life, wake up early? Or is it like wake up early more often? It's wake up early more often, but like
1: I at least wanted to commit to it for like the month of January. Like I wanted to like, you know how you have to create a new habit. You have to like those do of you it like...
3: listening? We are recording on uh the ninth we made it's it the ninth. nine days in. The ninth this thing made it a little over a week.
1: <laughs> but last week think. I was
3: but, so good. Yeah La- I both was Sam so good. and I have
0: the most tepid New Year's resolutions. Like we're like well, we're not drinking on weekdays, but of course, Friday <laughs> through Sunday night doesn't count. Like, we're waking up at 8:30 when we want to.
3: Like, like my goal <laughs> is to like just take deep breaths from yeah, time Yeah, it's truly
0: really like I'll work out 3 days a week and walking counts. <laughs> None of
3: it. I um I had a friend back in P town who was like, "Well, I've I've stopped drink." She was like, "Why? Well, I, I stopped drinking this summer." and we were, and we were like, a, a bunch of drag queens in the, in the dressing room were like, girl, you, you had a drink during the show. Yeah. Goes, no, 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 I drink during the show, but other than that, I don't drink. And then someone's like, but you also had a shot during the show. Well, I don't know, I have a shot and the, but only during the show. Someone buys me a drink during the show, I'll drink that, but other than that, I don't drink. And they're like, and you also had a glass of wine before the show. Yeah, well, I have to drink before the show, <laughs> but besides that, I'm not My I'm not drinking this summer and I feel better. And we're like, girl, you're drinking right now. Well, I have a glass of wine after the show. <laughs> Also, she does like five. She does shows five days a week. So it's like, girl, what what is? Yeah, that's a yeah, lot of that's you drinking. A
0: lesson I had to learn. Too, where you, you're sort of like, well, if I'm performing, that counts as a weekend.
3: Well, I think what she boiled down to was she doesn't drink at home on right. Sunday anymore. Yeah, and that yeah, was her. Exactly. That was, and she said, "I and I stopped. Why well, stop drinking?" <laughs> And cheers to that.
1: And cheers, and to, cheers, that, cheers to that, Mama. Um, so uh, George, actually, I have to blow up George's spot too because I've mm. shamed myself for breaking my resolution. Yes, but we are not drinking on weeknights. And last week we were, which was January fifth. <laughs> January 4th? It was,
0: it was fully January 5th or 4th, yeah. Uh-huh. And George
1: was like, Well, we're recording in person. Do you want to get a drink after we record? And it was like, No, we have been doing this for three days. Like, <laughs> well, we yeah. have I, to push through. <laughs> I,
0: I didn't know you were also doing no drinking on weekdays. So I did. So I sort of didn't know I was blowing my soul. I was like, Oh, do I was feeling out the waters? I was like, Do you want to get a drink? And we're like, No, I'm not drinking on weekdays. And then I
3: said, Oh, me neither, but I thought we could make an exception. <laughs> That's the equivalent of putting that T in your, um, that capital T in your grinder profile like I'm just testing the water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If anyone else here wants to party with a capital T, I'm not saying I do, but if someone does, <laughs> I could be willing to party with a capital T. And, I gotta that's, say, a, and that's what gay culture is, knowing yes. what partying with a capital T is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's well it's also the standards are so different where it's so And we're easy. not gonna explain it. If you're here no. and you're listening, you don't know what partying with capital T is, you know what? Google it, Mary. We're yeah. not do your research. Yeah. We're not yeah, getting <laughs> and Have fun.
0: And have fun trying to google uh, with caps lock with you know capital versus lowercase letters yeah and, and trying <laughs> also, to, to try to get also a fun that makes
3: sense. fun fact yeah just just like when you were just like when you decided to be an anti-vaxxer do your own research yeah <laughs> do your own <laughs> research
0: <laughs> That's
3: a, that, that is a that is a a red flag for me as someone saying well i did my own research that is, in 2023 that is a red flag for me it's true i mean
0: we, we live in an information uh, economy and yet You can't be doing your own research. You should not be doing your own research. No. I mean, at
1: this point, I don't even trust researchers because I'm like, well...
0: (laughs) I know. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like someone can be like a senior researcher at Harvard. And I'm like, that sounds fishy. Yeah. It sounds like you're (laughs)
1: obsessed with finding your own research. (laughs) Did your own research? I did my own research. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I... Half respect, you know, at least they're, they're, they're in their intellectual era. Yes, it's, it's true. completely misinformed, but they're learning how to use the computer. They're practicing their typing skills and we have to celebrate the little
0: wins, you know. And also it's easy to get on your high horse. Like I think, you know, I sort of have in the past worked in, you know, journalism or whatever. And I feel like I feel like I'm sort of um, on the lookout for misinformation. And then I'll find myself just reading a tweet and I believe it immediately
3: oh i mean like well it has a lot of likes it has to be true yeah
1: (laughs) i okay this is my misinformation thing um it's a great drag name by the way (laughs) i there's a burrito in my neighborhood that i've had over like a hundred times that i have hated i've never enjoyed this burrito and i saw a single tiktok that was like the best breakfast burrito in bushwick and that was on the list and i was like Okay, now I like that breakfast burrito. And now I get that burrito like once a week and I go, Mmm, this is so good. I yeah. hated this burrito forever. And now I saw one like underqualified 23 year old saying they liked
3: it and I'm obsessed. <laughs> Well, to be fair, you did do research before the 23-year-old. You did a lot of research. You had the burrito practically multiple times a week. Yeah. Almost every day. (laughs) So you did the field research. So maybe there's a chance that you initially, I'm going to throw this out there, maybe you initially liked the burrito. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. then you grew too comfortable. You grew accustomed to her face. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And then after a while, you were like, this burrito really ain't shit. And then someone else came along and was like, man, that burrito looks sexy. And you were like, whoa, 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 that's my burrito. Actually, you know what? It is a nice burrito. As a matter of fact,
1: yeah. Me and the burrito had to open up the relationship in order for me to see it as sexy again.
0: Yeah. Well, you also you did your own research, but then you know that a 23 year old on TikTok is an expert, so you have to trust the (laughs) experts over your own research. Like, like yes, you did. You're you're actually being responsible. You're sort of like you did your own research and decided you were QAnon, but then you listened (laughs) to Fauci and decided, no, actually, I am going to get vaccinated. Exactly. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's so true. I think 23 years are the future.
3: The 23. Well, technically. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Well how old are you? <laughs> Shh. Um, no, I'm thirty-three. Thirty three? And congratulations. There's nothing better than someone being like, I don't want to tell you my age, I'm old, and then finally you're older than them. They're like, I'm yeah, a decrepit yeah. monster. Please don't ask me. I'm 24.
1: <laughs> well, that's um. So the the Sex and the City episode where she's like, 27. God, I'm old or whatever the fuck. And it was Carrie's like 35th birthday in the corner, and no one came.
3: <laughs> genius, genius show. Credit where credit's due. You know, I never saw Sex and the City. Really? People, every, people gag about that. Every time. I never saw Sex and the City. Even to this day, I see one episode of Sex and the City. Do you feel like you
0: basically get, if I had told you, like, I'm such a Charlotte or I'm such a Samantha, you still no. basically, you don't?
3: No, no, I have no clue. Wow. wow. I, don't, I don't even know which one Sarah Jessica Parker was.
0: Well, you know, I'll say this, Bob, savor it, because it is so <laughs> rare to, to not have to pollute your brain with pop culture stuff when i don't know something i it makes me so happy
3: well i love pop culture stuff i just you know what it is the show doesn't it doesn't seem funny like it's not a comedy is it a comedy it's kind of, well, funny. It's kind of know, funny it's sort of it's funny
0: if you think it's like it's it's gonna be like samantha tasting someone's uh spunk as she calls it and 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 the whole narrative and the whole plot line of the episode is like that
3: this guy's spunk
0: tastes weird
3: but also, like, when you come from the world of, like Will and Grace and Golden yeah. Girls, I don't think it's going to be funny. You're going to be like, no, uh-huh. it's not a sitcom. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And like, it's also like Will sort and of... Grace is hilarious. Like, I'm just like guffawing. Listen, show. you do not have to tell me.
0: Will and Grace, uh, talk about uh, something that Gen Z needs to rediscover <laughs> the way that they rediscovered Friends. Will and Grace is so much better than people give it credit for.
3: Yeah, it's a great, brilliant, brilliant,
0: brilliant writing. <laughs> and I'll say this about Will and Grace, which so I think it's kind of incredible and no one talks about, it, is that because of whatever. Chapter our culture was in at the time. So many very straight, very masculine celebrities guest starred as gay people. Like I'm truly like Michael Douglas, Matt Damon, like people that now you would even consider like almost homophobic adjacent were playing like Will's love interests in Will
3: and Grace. But also gay people playing straight. Ellen DeGeneres as a nun. I mean, Ellen
0: DeGeneres as a nun is genius. One of the most genius. uh, well, there are two that come to mind. Glenn Close playing Annie Leibovitz. She plays like an Annie Leibowitz character where mm-hmm. the whole thing is that she go, she's like really low energy and then will go to the bathroom and come back having done drugs is the sort of implication. And then mm-hmm. she'll be like, you look great. Yes, come here. And then like be a whole, you know, play a sort of uh, a hyper photographer. And then the other one is Sharon Stone playing a bitchy therapist. Well, let's also not forget Madonna. Yes. Wait, was it Madonna-, Madonna, Madonna playing and- Karen's roommate.
3: Yes, which was a great moment. I mean, there are just so many iconic moments from Will and Grace. Uh, just the show is just amazing. Sam, your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> Leslie Jordan playing a yeah. closeted homosexual, a closeted blatant homosexual, amazing. And his business associate Benji. Yeah, the show was good. And that, now, Sam, have you not seen? Um, I've seen a little. Seen... I've seen a little. I like it.
1: That, I just that, don't. That have...
3: means you've not seen a little. I just don't have the encyclopedic of sort course. of. I can't like say who was where and when, you know? I gotta say, if you haven't seen Will and Grace, I'm gonna assume you were at the Capitol on January 6th. That,
2: that's a fair <laughs> assumption,
3: to, in my opinion. That is a, that, 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 uh, you know, the not watching Will and Grace, the January 6th Capitol <laughs> pipeline is a straight line.
1: I, okay, wait. I'm curious when you like, so there's all this, and just like that discourse. Like, so you just like are able to read a book on those days.
3: Like, I just don't participate because I don't I don't get it and yeah. I don't understand why why uh the one lady not coming back was a big deal and I I don't I don't and none of it makes sense to me. You know what honestly what it is because I didn't have any pay cable shows when I was a kid. So HP anything on HBO, Showtime, Cinemax or RIP Cinemax um anything that was on those channels, I did Disney, anything you had to pay extra to get, I did not watch as a kid
1: i watched sex and the city on uh mega
3: upload.com or whatever
0: wow. <laughs> you and were, i i rented the the dvds from the video store you it or two not.
3: were you two went to went through hell and high water we really you were like, really, yeah y- y- you were like Tim Robbins and Shawshank Redemption falling through <laughs> miles and miles of poop just yeah. to see Samantha <laughs>
0: yeah. have mimosas. And by the way, don't get me started on how I watched Queer as Folk because you better believe oh it was God. the link that gave my computer viruses. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the way that like I consume... Wait, so Sam, you went through all that to watch Second City, but you couldn't just turn the channel to watch Will and Grace? <laughs> you couldn't just yeah, tune was... in at 6 o'clock to <laughs> yeah. watch Will and Grace? No,
1: I... <laughs> it was... Sex and City, it was it was like porn. It was like horny. I was like, "Why do
3: you hate Sean Hayes? What do you have against Deborah Messing?" I cannot believe you and Deborah Messing are in a public feud right now. Everyone, hashtag it right now. (laughs) Oh my god, I would
0: love it if you were in a feud with Deborah Messing. That would do such great things for our numbers. I know. Wow. Well,
1: I mean, I'll 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 come out and say it. Yeah,
0: Deborah and I don't speak anymore, and she knows why. (laughs) What do you think Deborah's topic would be if she came on the show? Probably hair dye. Hair dye,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably hair
0: dye. I feel like she would go, she would take it really seriously and her topic would be like toxic masculinity.
3: Oh my God. Do you remember the show where she was a judge? Yes. Was it, what was it called? Mysteries of Laura. Yeah, yeah. She was a judge. Like She was like a judge, but also a mom.
0: Yeah, it was one <laughs> of those classic shows that couldn't decide if it was a comedy or a drama. So like one of the storylines would be like her dealing with her divorce and the other one would be like, she slipped. <laughs>
3: It's like yes, I'm a judge, but I'm also a mother, yeah, as yeah. if that's not a an incredibly common yeah. thing yeah. like a lo- a lot of judges are mothers, yeah. like like a lot of
0: them, and the poster is like her holding a gavel with one hand and holding a diaper in the other
3: <laughs> it's, I, it's, I think it's fair to say probably most of the women who are judges are probably also moms. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, that's my favorite genre, actually, is like when women are like in Arrival, I think it was like, she's like, yeah. well, I'm the top scientist in my field and mm-hmm. I'm single. Like, like-
0: <laughs> I'll say this about being a judge specifically. It seems, and sorry if I'm speaking out of turn for any judges that are listening, it seems to me like actually one of the jobs where you would have a pretty good work-life balance. That's true. Like she's not an ER surgeon. Does anyone know a judge? My aunt is a sort of municipal judge, but in a in Greece, where my family's from, not here. So I don't know how that translates.
3: But My I'm boyfriend's gonna, yeah. grandma's a judge, or my boyfriend's grandpa... Some grand person in my mm-hmm. boyfriend's family was a judge. Was, I mean, as in dead, not, like, got disbarred. Oh, I mean, okay. but dead died a long time ago. He's not, like, torn up about it. <laughs> it wasn't, like, last week.
0: I mean, it does seem like kind of an ideal job. Yeah, I a mean, judge? Yeah. yeah, like, you just get to, like, decide... And then you have a little thing that
3: you can hit for drama, but if wait what? It
0: was my uncle,
3: and he retired. Oh oh oh! It was his uncle, and his uncle is alive and retired. So <laughs> oh, to, okay. If, if Judge Ritz is listening, <laughs> Jacob's <laughs> like, that's not his name. What was his name? <laughs> we' like, we don't want to put his name out there. No, put him on blast. <laughs> Judge redacted. <laughs> judge Redacted. But he's a retired judge now. Um wow. if, if, so if you're listening out there, if you're if you're Jacob's uncle and you know who you are, mm. Mm. if you're listening, sorry for saying you died and that you were Jacob's <laughs> grandpa grandpa. Yeah, sorry.
1: You aren't that old. You are not dead. <laughs> um, you know, I have to I'm just my condolences to your boyfriend. Um, you know, it must have been hard having an uncle that was also a judge. I can't imagine <laughs> juggling that. And
3: and that was dead for like three minutes on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He should, they should make a, a
0: show about his life about juggling being a judge and an uncle. And sometimes dead. <laughs> and sometimes dead. An, an undead uncle. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that. And you know what? And uh, they could get Deborah Messing
3: to play him in Boy Drag. <laughs> I love that. Did you see Deborah Messing in Bros? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was funny. I thought she was, was great. Was... Yeah. yeah, she was good. Yeah, she was good. It was, it was a small role. Yeah. Big break for her, though.
0: I think it was <laughs> probably the one thing she did last year.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her career-defining her career moment was yeah. being in Bros. Yeah. Not, Although not she did, Emmys too. from... Did she win an Emmy for Will and Grace? Let's she definitely won an, an Emmy. She must have.
0: I think all four of them won an Emmy at some point. Um, I will say Deborah Messing last year was in a, I think, off-Broadway show called Birthday Candles, where she played a woman aging 60 years during the course of the play.
3: Devon Messing has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six Emmys. Wow! Whoa! Just hang- all hanging out in her home, all from
1: her appearance on Bros. Yeah. yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a monster! You're, you're ridiculous. I
3: love that. <laughs> wow, Bob. Um, do you
0: have any New Year's resolutions?
3: I think guys would have any Emmys, and the answer is no. <laughs> um, do I have any? No, I don't have any New Year's resolutions. No, no, no. I think ultimately I don't either. If we're being honest with one another. Well, I mean, I kind of have one. My my kind of my resolution was kind of to just uh, stop, like hating. I don't want to make any more decisions about like trying to change my body. Every year I start the year being like I'm going to change my body, and it never changes. In fact, it just gets worse and worse as time gets on, <laughs> and I, my relationship with it is not growing in a positive direction. I'm not getting skinnier. I'm not getting more hair. I'm not getting my knees aren't getting better. My voice isn't sounding younger and fresher. So I'm just trying to stop making decisions being like, I got to change this about my body, knowing I'm never going to change it. I mean, that is
0: sort of the perfect resolution. I uh, think that's pretty I smart, actually. I, sadly, I don't know if I... I'm like, will I ever be there when I can confidently make that resolution? Well, how old are you? I'm
3: 31. You can confidently make the resolution, but can you confidently make the change? Right. Like, have, you ever, have you ever majorly changed your body? Like, really no, changed I, your body? No, it,
0: and I actually think a big part of... Well, actually, yes, I have. I, I was... Um, there was a point in my 20s I was very overweight in high school and then there was a point where I like lost a lot of weight, probably, if I'm being honest, in an unhealthy way, but then sort of uh, you know bounced back and found some some happy medium. But then since then, I've sort of had this dream that I will, really commit to working out at some point i never have it's now been like almost 10 years since that happened
3: i think there are some people in the world who are just those kind of people and people who just are not and i think i'm not one of those people i'm 36 now i'm closer to 40 than i am to 30 and i think it's fair to say that since i've been 18 i've been trying to be someone who just really works out and really wants to get jacked but I, i don't have the fortitude i'm not that girl i never will be that Girl, I have definitely majorly changed my body, but just slowly over the years. Totally. Like, yeah, <laughs> when I, when I used to be 185 pounds, I've gained 60 pounds since then. That's my major change, but it's been over the course of like 18 years. You know,
0: it's tough when it is all around you. Like, I I almost feel like you know, the older you get, the more you should be more uh have more of a sense of perspective. And I feel like I'm all. It's almost like the opposite is true. I notice more and more people around me that look like Instagram models.
3: Am I wrong? Yeah, but how many of your friends are truly jacked? Seen someone who's been skinny. Like, I have friends who are just skinny, but that's not like they're, it's not through any particular effort no, of theirs. They're course. just skinny people. Yeah. But how many of your friends are like jacked? Like, if I think of my friends who are like truly jacked, I have like, I think two friends like that. Yeah. Two. Like, Mateo Lane is jacked. Yes. And my friend Mitch Farino is jacked. Everyone else is like skinny, mm-hmm. fat, or somewhere in between.
0: Yeah, I guess it's less, I think for Sam and me, and maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, but I think it's, we do have a few close friends that are jacked, like Joel and, you know, yeah. you know, whatever we have, yeah. we have. But then I think a lot of our sort of, you know, people that were one level removed from are jacked. It's like, we'll see our one friend in a photo with 16 jacked people. And we're like, wait, they have this whole other friend group and they're all jacked. <laughs> and when they want to hang out with their Jack friends, they go to their Jack friends. And when they want to hang out with their normal friends, they hang out with us. Oh
3: yeah, you're not invited to hang out with the Jack, It's It's crazy. crazy? I mean, first. And it's never addressed. Don't, don't bring your average body around the Jack, guys. <laughs> Ew! It's cr- actually, it's nuts because it's, it's never addressed.
0: They're not even, me- these people are not mean. In fact, they're very no, nice. No, very kind. When I've met everyone's them. kind. And, and I'm like, okay, I mean, so it's just- so nice this-
3: enough. I mean, everyone's mean <laughs> and nice. But this is
0: like, there really is this unspoken agreement where it's like, people have their Jack friends and people have their normal friends. And if they're feeling Jack, they go with their Jack friends. And if they're feeling like they could use a break and have a glass of wine, they hang out with us. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was at a birthday party the other day And it was like a bunch of us like hanging out All very well one of the One of the people in the group was like kind of buff but like kind of Doughy buff like a mm-hmm. like he's like a Strong guy but it's like got a lot Of fluff on it and then this one Guy walked in who was like An instagrammy and he was like Tall and like j- I remember the first time I saw him he was like go going At a party and I was like this guy has a huge ass and a Great body so then one of those walked in We were all like oh hey we, a, a buff is here. There's a buff here, guys. There's a buff here. And we're not gonna. No one's gonna talk about the buff being here, being buff. Yeah, we're gonna treat the buff like a normal person, and we we did a pretty good job of treating the buff like a very normal person. And then the buff left. <laughs> and then we continued our night, but it it didn't feel. It was it was like what you said, like the the the, the jacked came over to the normies and was like, let's hang out for a little while. Yeah, it yeah, it's almost, almost a
0: vacation. Like... <laughs>
3: If you're a Jacked and you're listening to this podcast, please uh, hashtag uh, Jacked Outreach Program. Yeah. Explain yeah. Let us know.
1: Well, I, I've been put in this position recently where it's like the domestic friend. And I'm like, I was horrified to find out that I was like the person you go to, to like have a calm night. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm crazy. I'm a nightmare. And it was like. <laughs> They were like, "Oh, it's just finally. It's nice to like get out of the scene for a second and like have a nice
3: dinner." <laughs> and I was like, oh. "No, because I get crazy. I have a Mountain Dew Plus, and I start knitting. Yeah, I, I get <laughs> wild. It was shocking to me. Um, well, but... just so you guys, I know you guys think I'm normal, but I have recently switched from Coke Zero to regular Coca-Cola. So. <laughs> it's really
0: like, yeah, I, I'll protest. Too. I mean, I, that was uh, the case with New Year's this year, where I really wanted to be someone who's just like out till six a.m." And then I was. It ended up where we were truly eating lasagna. I was like, "All right, well, here we we did that to yourself. We did that to (laughs) ourselves." I'll say this. Just one more point about jacked people is, I think there needs to be one rule, and it will have an equalizing effect. And the rule is that jacked people simply are not legally should not be legally allowed to have a sense of humor, Mm. because I think the issue is when someone is jacked and then they will sort of post, uh, be self aware about it and post a photo that's like. Um, so I guess this is my personality now or something It's like, no, 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 I can say that about you. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You're saying like
1: the
3: type that like makes a funny face while shirtless. Yes. Yeah. Or, or are you talking about people who are like genuinely jacked and funny? Like Mateo Lane is like very jacked and very funny.
0: I guess. Yeah. I mean, we are running into the Mateo Lane problem. <laughs> what happens if someone <laughs> is an actual stand-up comedian who is jacked?
3: <laughs> right. Well, there's also this new thing of like, re- there's this new thing I realized of really hot. Like conventionally attractive straight guy comedian, it's like it's like a because for a while, oh yeah, straight guy comedians were just like average looking to full on trolls. Yes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But now there's this this TikTok thing where these guys and they are, I will say, they are a lot of them are actually quite funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a lot of guys are like, like, there are people who are like they they are they're like decent looking, but their sense of humor gives them extra points. Like like Andrew, what's his name? Schultz, is that his name? Oh yes, yes. Like, Andrew Schultz, he's, he's, he's not gonna go, he's no model, but he's not a foot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. fact that he has a sense of humor edges him over. But there's this, there are these comedians on TikTok who are like, genu- like they look like fucking Abercrombie models. And they are also genuinely hilarious. And I'm like, well, this doesn't seem appropriate. Some, something, I think when Thanos snapped, something <laughs> ruptured in the time space continuum. Yeah.
0: And I just want to say, like, the way that you are not aware of Sex in the City is how I feel about these hot, straight TikTok comedians, where I'm like, I, in order to protect myself, I can't know about any of these people existing. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I can't
3: find their names. I don't remember any of, any of their names. But um, they're, they're out there. they they in these streets. I mean,
1: I always say I literally got into comedy in order to meet schlubs. And I just can't um, exist in a world in which comedians are really, really hot, especially the straight guys.
3: You know how do you think I feel about hot drag queens? How do you think I feel about drag queens who are hot out of drag? I'm like, this is where the trolls live. We tro- we bald headed dad bodded trolls who get to be the queen of the bar for one night. Yeah, this is where we reside. What are you doing? You like? There's a big thing like in New York City where a lot of people are like, I'm a go go boy, but I'm also a drag queen. And I was like, well, just fucking. Can you not? But this is like,
0: <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying with like not with um the sort of like not being allowed to have a sense of humor. Like you can't, because then they become self-aware about it and they're like, yep, I'm the muscle queen. I'm the like, yeah, it's so LOL. I like out of drag, I look like a construction worker, but then in drag I'm fierce.
3: Well, not just a construction worker, like a construction worker on a fucking like uh calendar. Sure. You know sure I mean, sure. N- not like an actual construction worker, which looks like gross and dirty, but like an Andrew Christian construction worker scene. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Sort of like a Fifth Harmony um, backup dancer yeah. construction worker banging on the bulldozer.
3: <laughs> we ain't got to go to work, work. Um, But yeah, but but also, you know, more power to them. Like, you know, i shout out to all the the very conventionally attractive guys who've decided to do drag and have become, you know, megastars oh, in the yes. world of Oh, yes. Shout of out drag. to
0: those guys. Shout out to straight men doing drag. Shout <laughs> out to, you know, just everyone out there. Shout right? out to
1: everyone. Shout out to, Shout out everyone. Out to everyone. everyone. Shout out to
0: Well, people we've never that mentioned have, it, but have yeah. we
3: ever talked about the fact that the world's most successful drag queen is fully a straight man? I it's about it all so time. true. Yeah. The world's most successful drag queen is Tyler Perry. Uh, oh. Like... <laughs> Like I was who, really I thought you like, meant...
0: Yeah, go ahead. who do you think I meant? I thought you meant um, Dame Edna.
3: Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, but but yes, it's so true about Tyler Perry. I would say the world's most Dame Edna is very successful and is also straight man. But Tyler Perry is a is a full on drag queen. Tyler Perry is fully doing drag. Every Tyler Perry movie is a RuPaul's Drag Race acting challenge.
0: <laughs> but not just Tyler Perry. Like when you know when I mean. I'm sort of one of the only defenders of the movie Norbit. Norbit. I mean, I remember Norbit. Eddie Murphy's, when Eddie Murphy is in drag, it's like
3: genius. Well, that's well, the thing. This, I would say the difference between Eddie Murphy and Tyler Perry is that Eddie Murphy does drag from time to time. Tyler Perry's entire career. Yeah. The whole crux of his career was centered around being in drag. Whereas Eddie Murphy did a lot of movies and did drag a couple of times, like mm-hmm. Nutty Professor and, and Norbit. Besides, I can't think of him doing it outside of Nutty Professor in Norbert. Wasn't no, I there... Can't
0: I guess it was just Nutty Professor and, of course, Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps. <laughs> the Clumps, yeah. Which actually was a good movie. It was a good movie. And um, and it also... It was one of those movies that has, like, an original song that is not... That is way better than it has any right to be. It Janet Jackson... Um, doesn't really matter. The song doesn't really doesn't matter. matter from, what the, oh, that's from. Uh, it's uh, from the Clump soundtrack.
3: The, uh, uh, <laughs> Does anyone remembered um, when Dave Chappelle played a comedian who gets heckled and attacked, and then he actually was a comedian who was heckled and got attacked, like twenty five years later?
0: <laughs> oh my he, god!
3: In In The no Professor, uh, yes. Eddie Murphy heckles Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. and then attacks him on stage, and then twenty five years later, Dave Chappelle got heckled and tackled by while doing comedy well the only thing left
0: is for eddie murphy and tyler perry in drag to both come and tackle uh dave chappelle dave while he's chappelle on stage. wow
1: that would be such a powerful statement you bet oh and that reminds me of wrestling <laughs> oh yeah wait we have to do our first Wait, segment. we are
0: we are gonna do wrestling but, I, but it kidding, is I'm it kidding. is like it's not just tyler perry it's like the if you zoom out from the gay world, the most iconic to Which most I, people, I
3: really try not. to yeah, do. yeah I, I can't. Same. I actually can't. The, or I'll die. The most
0: iconic <laughs> drag performances to the average person in the world are all straight men. It's like Mrs. Doubtfire. It's Tyler
3: Perry. It's um, Tootsie. Sure. Well, I think now, I think nowadays, if you ask people to name a, a drag queen, that almost everyone in, in America, at least and the UK, and Espana, and Down Under, <laughs> right. and Mexico, and where else they have a franchise, we'll probably say RuPaul. RuPaul. yeah. Because Ru- RuPaul is, as far as the, the term drag queen, I would say the most recognizable person mm-hmm. in a, to be associated with the term drag, even though I put it in my name, <laughs> 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 to try to get some of that. You know, one day, Bob, yeah.
0: I think in a couple years, you will
3: be more famous than RuPaul. It sounds like you just uh, uh, predicted RuPaul's death on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, That's- I was like,
1: "How many years, George? How many?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> like to the
0: day. Yeah, truly. That was um, eerie. Um, Sam, should we do our first segment?
1: I think we should do our first segment. Yeah. Actually, but before you do your segment, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah,
3: sure. Have you heard of this? This like this like these YouTube pages that, like predict like the deaths of celebrities? No, and. So it'll be like it'll be like this this YouTube page predicted Queen Elizabeth's death and it'll be like Re- Queen Elizabeth dies on this day. And then they released the. Then you'll see the video was released, but it is like uh, But they're like, oh, it was uploaded 15 years ago.
0: Wait, <laughs>
3: so. <laughs>
0: so how wait. do the YouTube channels themselves work? Is someone just predicting various different dates so
3: that one of them is right? I have a theory that someone just wrote, made 365 videos. I see. Yes. Mm. And every year, they're I mean, they they're, they're usually not 15 years ago. But they'll, someone would just make a bunch of videos being like, Queen Elizabeth dies on this day, this year. And then at the beginning of the year, just upload them all. And then you just make one of them public when she dies. And when you make it public, it shows oh. when it was uploaded. Oh, my God. We should uh. do that. Yeah. That can actually be huge for our numbers. Maybe every single have to, episode. Whose death should we predict? But you'd have to keep making that person's death every yeah. year, <laughs> Maybe, or you could do a couple in a row. You could, right. if you Like, if, if you yeah. want to pick someone old, I would. I, if you're gonna pick someone, you want to do someone old, or you want to get really wild and really like, because it's, it's always old people. It's, it's never like someone who like dies suddenly at a young exactly. age. You know of what I mean? Course, of course, right. yes. I
0: would never pick, you know, Charlie X um, <laughs> Yeah, but because
3: be, unless you're really interested in playing the long game, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if
0: we want to actually murder her ourselves, and then we that can could be 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 control the narrative. <laughs>
3: Well, there's old people out there, like uh, Morgan Freeman's not Morgan young. Morgan Freeman,
0: that's a good one. Oh, that's
3: true. You um, know what I
0: mean? I mean, I hate to say it, but Anthony Hopkins.
3: Oh, of and course. Minnie Hopkins is not particularly young. James Earl Jones is not a spring chicken. Sure. Okay. We
1: can start predicting right. some deaths. We have okay. options. Um, well, I think before we do our segment, I also want to say... I'm loving how free flowing we're being. We're being so normal. I know, I know we're. I ruined like, your whole flow. I, you I, did I, not. I know. barged, I barged Bob, in. You did no, a I perfect feel... job. And people actually are too respectful of our format, and it's meant to be disrespectful. It's true. It's true. I just think a founding principle of this podcast is that um, we actually are not. Uh, we don't care about the format at all, and so I think when people think we're taking it seriously, it it reads as insincere and i yeah. felt like i'm glad that you could see
0: through that <laughs> well thank you
3: i appreciate that
0: no it, it does feel like it unlocked something we've never ever before just not done an intro and i'm like wow did we have did we ever need one
1: well listeners will let us know i'm sure yeah, i guess they're so. very vocal they'll be storming the capital soon uh, to make <laughs> their voices heard
0: if we tell them they'll do it <laughs>
3: Uh, the you know how you have and
1: I'm going to go ahead and say it if you if you liked <laughs> or didn't like how this intro went. I want you to storm that Capitol <laughs> and I want you to break in and I want mm-hmm. you to do whatever the hell you want.
0: And I and uh, and I want to say, you know, if you didn't like how it went, storm the Capitol. If you did like how it went, storm
3: RuPaul's house, <laughs> RuPaul's you ranch, know that someone actually <laughs> shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk. You know that? Really? During the, the, yeah, during, during the insurrection, when I actually shit on I did.
1: I, wait. I guess I remember hearing about that. I it seems do like it remember It should have been that. bigger news.
0: But you know, we hear so much. I truly like at this point, don't remember what is a joke and what is real. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators, Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. we are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You have had to you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard you have to be
1: boss and employee, but you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out.
0: That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up. it can start to affect you negatively.
1: Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure
0: out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something, therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation.
1: Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule.
0: So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash Stradio.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going
3: on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny
0: USA.
1: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your
3: bbc podcasts if you dare what if trump was gay i well like what if you what if he had the same personality but was it but was like a liberal and was like like a, a like a, a just a really famous eccentric gay guy who ran for president got elected I mean it would all kind of click then like if he
1: was liberal and gay and had this personality it would actually make sense he'd be
3: iconic yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I sort of
0: this is this is sort of how I feel about the George Santos thing where I'm like I'm like yes he's bad the gay guy <laughs> should be allowed to lie <laughs> don't you think I'm sort of like yeah, like oh, and, and I, gay should, guys I know
3: do lie, right? Oh, like to be clear, oh, I don't lie. I, Yeah,
0: I don't think you should be in Congress. Like I don't think you should be in the government. But I also don't think gay men generally should be punished for lying. <laughs>
1: I mean, if anything, it's like he's shown the flaws in our system and actually exactly. we needed that. Like Exactly. Thank, thank you for letting us know that we're that flawed. Yeah, he's Exposed.
0: literally the court gesture that exposes the, the flaws of the entire system. Yeah,
1: that's satire. That's commentary. That's, he, is,
0: he is a satirist.
1: <laughs> Jon Stewart found
0: dead in a ditch. He's a satirist. I'm an, aqua- I'm an Aquarius. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do love that he has, there's nothing he can do about it. He has that sort of sour gay face. Mm-hmm. It's when like you see photos of him. Like the little pouty lips. I know,
3: I know that but face.
0: Are there any pouty, let me see, what does he look like? Is Just pouty? Google George Santos. Every photo is what I'm talking about. He has gay <laughs> pouty face. Oh,
3: oh yeah, he does, yeah, he does. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, oh yeah. Gay and pouty for sure. He's sort of like yeah. he.
0: It's like what I look like right after a bartender speaks to me in a slightly, uh, you know, in a, in a slightly disrespectful tone.
3: I'm like, oh. Hmm. When like, the bartender's like, hurry it up, honey, we got to exactly. of
0: people. Exactly. I'm like, um, what? I deserve. A what drink. do you want?
3: What do you vodka soda, right? Of yeah. course, vodka soda. <laughs> Just take your vodka soda, faggot. <laughs> Wow. Honestly, if you're in a bar, if you're in a gay bar, just make a bunch of vodka sodas, just let them pick them up and leave the money. Oh, it's gonna be oh my vodka God. soda. The way that would
0: make it easier for it's everyone. Just,
3: just line up, be like, and they're ascending order. This is all the way down here is Belvedere, and this is well. So just go line up by how poor you are, grab your drink, <laughs> and just leave the money. Oh I have 100%. always said, like, yes.
1: after a certain hour, you should only be allowed to order, like, a vodka soda or a tequila soda. Like, there should not be options. And the fact that you are making options is like, insane to me like you're not gonna (laughs) actually order like a manhattan at when like at the club like everyone
3: calm down yeah like no one over the age of 25 is ordering a long island iced tea i swear to
0: god i was at a, a a divey you know gay bar a couple weeks ago it took like 25 minutes to get to the point where i could place my order and the person before me ordered a mescal negroni no that's insane i was like
3: what do you think this is like are you lost? Did you get I'll lost? Have a, I'll have a Moscow mule. You're not at the Chateau Marmont, honey. You're <laughs> yeah. at fucking sweetheart. You're at, you're, you're at Akbar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're literally at Akbar.
3: <laughs> oh my like, you're god. At, you're at Barracuda oh in Chelsea. God. You're you're not you're not at the Rainbow Room, honey. No, it's insane. But so one, I did a version of that joke for L.A. and a version for New York. And yeah. thank you so for that, because you said you. Akbar, and I was like, what's going on? And yeah, then, then I was like, oh, I should do a New York City version. Yeah. Yeah. Can
0: I tell you a story? So Akbar, for anyone who doesn't know, is a gay bar in L.A. I Years ago, the first time I ever did a comedy show there, I had not spent a lot of time in L.A., and I didn't know Akbar. I didn't know it was a gay bar. And I was just sort of, I was like running late to the show, and I didn't take in my surroundings, and I just like went right straight to the back room where the comedy show was. So in my mind, it was just like a bar. And I start performing... And I keep referencing in my jokes as though I'm talking to a room full of straight people. I'm like, you guys probably don't know this' like, blah, blah, <laughs> like oh, I'm the only gay guy in the room. Like I kept like doing references like that. And truly, after my set, it 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 sunk in that the entire time I had been performing at like one of the main gay bars in Los Angeles. <laughs> that it is was so
1: funny. And, and, and
0: I and during the show, like I pointed to someone I was like, sort of talked to her as though she was a straight woman. Then I looked at her with clear eyes after I got off stage, truly wearing like a flannel and ripped
3: jeans, like so clearly a lesbian. But you guys have probably never heard of this place, but it's called Fire Island. Yeah, you know, I was just <laughs> Fire really Island. That. And
0: people were looking at me with such blank stares. And of course that was only reaffirming what I thought. I was like, oh, they don't even get gay humor because I'm like the only gay guy here.
3: So there's so these one things the, called tops. I'm sure you guys don't know who Alaska Thunderfuck <laughs> really is.
0: Like one of them,
1: but in the gay sports.
3: world, she's a big deal. <laughs> like we know.
1: <laughs> that is so. So there's this performer. Her
3: name's Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, do you remember when Lady Gaga hit the scene? What a cr- like. Oh, how yes. old? Are, I was like 22. You guys are a little bit younger than I am. Be I I was the perfect. I was the I'm the perfect age... To to be a Lady Gaga fan. First of all, me and Lady Gaga are, are the same age. Lady Gaga is also 36 years old. So I'm like literally the age where, like, when she was big, you, you all, unless you were in the clubs when Bad Romance came out, you will never understand the rush of hearing, Whoa! and like, everyone literally, I mean, sc- we were screaming like she was in the club.
0: No, it like is we true. Were,
3: we were screaming like she was there and also during that period it's
0: like she could show up right oh it wasn't out of the question that she would show up to akbar to my comedy show at akbar
3: (laughs) (laughs) there actually there actually is a a video of um this drag queen hecklina introducing lady gaga oh my god yes of course and she's like but she also did she was like uh give it up for like who who lady (laughs) lady gaga all right give it up for some girl named lady gaga i guess
1: wow i love that no i was in college and i still remember it being like so i felt like so edgy being like i'm gonna put lady gaga on at the party and like being like i don't care that there's frat guys here like they need to hear it like <laughs> it's really good music actually <laughs> you did it for the culture i did yeah. it for, i had to i had to raise up her voice okay this is actually the longest we've gone without doing our first segment ever which i think is a slay. um but i now i'm being a slave to the format and i wow, think we should do it you are
3: but you know what? Wow. Slave triggered. Wow. <laughs> your your check your privilege. Thank you for calling me in.
0: Calling me in. All right. Well, now that Sam has brought up slavery again, I guess we can start our, doing our. First now that
3: segment. Sam's brought the show to a screeching halt with his blatant racism, <laughs> now we can continue the show. So Bob, Ugh.
0: our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in mm-hmm. this segment, we test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by giving you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to pick this thing or that
3: thing. Okay.
0: And the one rule is you cannot ask any follow-up questions ever about how it works.
3: And, do I have, and, I, and as a rep, I have like uh, this or that? I think oh. I hear a oh. follow-up question. Is that a follow-up question?
1: <laughs> Sam, take it away. Okay, Bob, being short like a
0: corgi or being hung like a horsey? (laughs) Uh, Hung like a horsey. Okay, Bob, the World Cup or the world according to Garp? (laughs) The World Cup.
1: Okay, Loki falling off or Loki on Disney Plus? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Loki on Disney Plus. (laughs) Ordering a steak well done or tolerating a man because he's hung?
3: <laughs> wow, two ordering a steak, Ordering a steak well done. Wow.
1: Like and subscribe or catch and release?
3: Like and subscribe. Catch? I'm not like fishing. Please. <laughs> green juice or baba ganoush? Um, wow, well, green juice. Do you know that anti-Semitic hate crimes have gone up <laughs> over 300%? How dare you? Um, Make that 301. Green juice. Coochie Coochie Coo or
1: Goo Goo Gaga?
3: Ooh. Mm. Okay. Just side note. Years ago, there was an album of Lady Gaga songs released as lullabies called Goo Goo Gaga. No. uh <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And it is still on Spotify. It is called Goo Goo Gaga. You can listen to Born This Way as a lullaby. So I'm going with Goo Goo Gaga.
0: Wow. Wow. I love that. Um, Mayor of East Town or Blair of Gossip Girl? Mayor of East Town.
1: Wow. Because I never watched Gossip Girl. Wow. Yeah, me either, actually, and I've been pretending my whole life like I did. This is actually my coming out. Wow. And I've never
3: watched Gossip Girl. You're brave. You you and that kid from Stranger Things both came out the same <laughs> month. You, I'm so proud of both of you. Thank you. Yeah, me and Noah, we're the same. We're the same age. Same the way credits. that Noah's coming out didn't make
1: any news. We're mm-hmm. all like
0: literally
1: yeah Yeah. um no you're actually that was like so actually radical that it didn't make a splash at all i was like oh i guess gay guys are
0: just normal now wasn't he also like i don't i I, wasn't he also like semi-outed six months ago and he you know rightfully so was like not you know i'll do it on my own terms and then six months later was like well yeah so i am
3: i think his (laughs) biggest news was when he was in a fight with doja cat yes yes
0: Which, that was an
1: informal coming out. You don't get in right. a fight with Doja Cat and be straight. Well,
0: yeah, you can't... It's also, like, way to bury the... Like, you can't... It's more iconic to get in a fight with Doja Cat than it is to come out.
3: Have you seen the clip with Doja Cat going, Stop being a faggot? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. It doesn't bother me, and I love it. I love it. I'm gonna... That's why coming out. I love the clip of Doja Cat going, "Stop being a faggot." It's I mean, so she good. can say it. I think she's fine. I think
1: everyone's not everyone, but pop girlies can say it. Of course, they've earned it. What? They give us so much.
0: Not Katy Perry.
1: Well, that's Katy- true. It would sound hateful from her.
0: Yeah, she should not. It would say sound it.
1: really hateful from her. Actually, she like believe it. You know. Yeah,
0: she probably did believe it at some point.
3: Yeah. Do you she- remember when? Do you remember when? Um, when um, when Lady Gaga called it called people um Oriental. <laughs>
2: Or yeah, no, you're from the and, Orient? Yeah, in a and song actually pretty the...
3: recently that
0: <laughs> she still performs in full.
1: I'm really surprised she hasn't like changed the lyrics yet.
3: Stop being a faggot. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, hold on one more time. Stop being a faggot. Thank you. <laughs> Have you seen the clip of Tyra Bank going, "Get the fag off, the, off TV. the TV"? I'm, I'm not watching, watching that. that. <laughs>
0: You've seen that, Sam, right? No. 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 This
3: is it's Oh, is, come on. That's like, like one of my
0: favorite clips so of all time.
3: It no Tyra Banks saying get the fag off the of TV. I'm not watching that is probably the one of the most iconic Oh my god, it's so good. What is that from? Like from so the show? So I know Bank exactly show.
0: what it's from. It is from the Tyra Bank show where she had members of the Westboro Baptist Church on. Yeah. And so they're talking about how they're homophobic. So then Tyra goes, So if a gay person comes up on TV, do you guys go get the fag off the TV? I'm not watching that.
3: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah so, so there's a whole build up Where she's like cause they call her a fag enabler They're like yes. well you're a fag enabler And she goes well if you don't like it so much why would you watch Cause, cause what happened was the, the girls were like We were at home we were sick with the flu so we, we binge watched All of your show And she goes why, why did you binge watch Top Model If you're so homophobic I thought you'd say get the fag off the TV I'm not watching that But she <laughs> split it up into what way There's also a great Kasha Davis has a song called Season Queen But, but- uh, one part in the song She says Kill yourself with love and light, but she separates so much that it, there's just a clip of her going, "Kill yourself." <laughs> okay, this is this is so iconic. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with this clip. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna make that my
0: alarm in the morning. <laughs> I mean that's really funny.
1: <laughs> what well, is she trying to be funny? Why would she say that? No, because she's yeah. saying
0: just kill yourself with love and kindness or whatever. But, but why would you yeah.
1: ever want someone to kill yourself?
0: Like Well, I
3: mean, I think the let's listen to the full the full line. I need mean, the contest. Um kill yourself with love, my darling with know, love, dear, but- my darling dear. But there's so much space in between it. Just kill yourself.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. We got to get Miss Kasha Davis on. Um, Oh, it would be
0: my greatest honor
1: (laughs) and privilege. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So now since now the topic, Um, Bob, what have you um, brought to us today?
3: I bring mirth and, no, um, <laughs> frankincense and mirth. No, I bring, so when I was a child, I loved watching um, what was formerly known as the WWF, mm-hmm. now known as the WWE. So I'm bringing you professional wrestling.
1: Professional wrestling as a straight topic.
3: Yeah. Yes. Now many well, have said we used to because there used to be so, so they used to call WWF yeah but then um they got sued by the World Wildlife Federation so they had to change their name to WWE World Wrestling Entertainment. There's also a rival company called WCW World Championship Wrestling. But at the t- a while back WWE purchased WCW and now there's just one big you know wrestling thing. So
0: I sort of wanna wrestling is something that we. I've always been ambiently aware of and so often crosses over to mainstream culture. I mean, wasn't WWE is like where like The Rock came from, right? And yeah, like Dave but, Batista. But,
3: yeah, Batista and uh, uh, John Cena. John
0: Cena, right. And so describe how
3: it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wrestling is essentially long form improv, stunt work, mm-hmm. storytelling extreme costumes fantasy mm. um drama and absurdism
1: wow so and just to you know i feel like if i were listening at home right now i'd be screaming at my um audio device saying that sounds pretty gay to me
3: yeah i mean wrestling <laughs> is inherently kind of gay. I mean, it's like th- there are some really great iconic wrestlers who really spoke to my gayness as a young young child uh, Goldust was a really great example, and I know you guys—you guys don't know anything about wrestling Mm-mm. at all, do you? Not even a little so bit. I, I feel like I have to. Uh, you all can follow along at home and mm-hmm. like Google these names yes, everyone as you Google. as you hear them. But I w- oh, I and now go- we have our <laughs> okay. Oh, just, wow, this is, this is literally, literally like a lesson.
0: Bob is now sharing his screen and is now showing us each individual wrestler. Oh, okay. So, oh, So wow. this was
3: Gold Dust. So Goldust was a wrestler named Dustin Rhodes, but it was pretty common for a wrestler to like leave and then come back as a completely different person. I mean a completely different person. Like you wouldn't even acknowledge they were like that Dustin Rhodes was Goldust or that mm-hmm. or that Mick Foley was Dude Love, Cactus Jack, and Mankind. You know what I mean? Wow. You would just not even acknowledge it. Um. So, Dust Gold Dust was this was this wrestler who was basically like kind of like. I don't even know. Maybe I would say he was acting gay. The whole bit, but he was never gay because he had girlfriends. He was kind of like Prince, mm, like okay. he was like this extremely effeminate straight man, mm-hmm. who was wrestling, and that was his whole thing. He did this. Ext- I mean, tell me this is not got Mick. Tell me this is not. <laughs> Tell me I mean, this person oh, would not wow, look be on gorgeous. Tell me this this person would not be on uh, Dracula. So it's sort
0: of. Uh, I mean, there's something sort of. Um, what's the villain in Star Wars in Phantom Dark, oh, Darth Mall? Maul, yeah, yeah, sort of like that, but but yellow, but then also draggy. I mean, he has chopped bangs.
3: Yeah, Goldust was insane. Goldust was a really wild, revelatory moment for me as a young gay person watching wrestling but this is him this is him before like uh, this is his dad his dad was also a wrestler so it was it was this interesting it was an interesting thing but then you have also people i i, I was really emotionally i was very emotionally attached to wrestling as a young person my, my favorite wrestler was a wrestler named mick foley um who i was just obsessed with this guy mm-hmm. like oh sure i've what, seen this guy and he's not what you think you all think when i show like some buff hot sure n- no mick foley was like a very kind of schleppy looking Average run of the mill guy But he really kind of was the everyman Of the WWE He was like if I can do it You can do it he gave you the the Thought to be like you know what if, if, if Mick Foley Can be, become one of the world's most famous Like entertainment athletes This guy yeah. Then I could fucking do anything And when he quit wrestling I literally cried I was <laughs> crying oh I was at home I recorded it on VHS and I would play it Every morning before school and cry every morning before school. What wow. do you think it
0: was? What do you think it was about it that that drew you? That that was so emotional. Mick Foley leaving. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Wrestling in general. Was it the? I mean, I'm obviously you know it, it is well known that that there are parallels between wrestling and drag. Was it that? Was it the fantasy play of it? Well,
3: I think it's that you you get you get deeply invested in there. It was it was kind of like there was no social media back then, sure. but you every single week you get an update on these people's lives. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't just go to the stage and start wrestling. They would uh, do clips of them at home. They were never really humble. It was, it was mm-hmm. all you know scripted and, and and improv. But it'd be like, oh, um, in this week's episode, it's not just like mankind fighting, you know, the Undertaker. It'd be like. The like mankind came out of nowhere and attacked the Undertaker in the middle of one of his matches. They have this rivalry; they've been they've been been going back and forth for like a year now, Mm -hmm. and it finally builds up to this match called the Hell in the Cell. And like they had crazy backstories, like Mick Foley was like Mrs. Foley's baby boy. They called Mankind. He would uh, he was like left in a boiler room as a child and raised on like you know whatever like you know raised on whatever he could find and he came out in this like mask and he was like this like weird creature but he was also the underdog because the drag like drag uh, wrestling had like underdogs it had heels it like bad guys Mm -hmm. it has like you know average people everyone is represented in this crazy world of, of wrestling. And then you have this big fight where, like, the Undertaker versus the man- Mankind, as if they would ever be physical equals, when the Undertaker is literally, like, seven foot two. Right. And, and, man, like, but in this world, you believe to yourself, if Mankind can fight the Undertaker, I can fight anyone. I can stand up to anyone because wow. Mankind can stand up to the Undertaker, who's, like, the Lord of the Underwear. He's a demon. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like, there was a match. where there was the, One of the most famous matches in the history of um, WWF was when... Um, undertaker and mankind fought in the hell in the cell and the undertaker throws the mankind off of a like he throws him off of a like 15 foot cell and it was one of the i mean i can't even explain the electricity <laughs> that that went through my body watching this match because i didn't actually get to watch it in real time i i had to watch it um the next day on like the the because there was no internet you couldn't go you couldn't even go look up clips you just had to like see like highlights and stuff but this fucking match was insane you have to bear in mind i'm gonna describe what we're, we're watching here this is the undertaker this man is like seven feet tall okay and then this is mankind who's like probably like 380 pounds probably six feet maybe six two wow. and they're on about...
0: top of the they're on top of
3: the yeah look, they're on top the, of the, the, head, the cell uh, the, the the cage in yes. an arena full of people it is just electric it's going wild (laughs) and then they're like they're crawling by the way these are both massive men like both of them are humongous people and then they finally get to the edge of the cell and the the, when you think like it can't get any fucking crazier than this the undertaker is punching mankind they're both wearing tights it's so gay and then (laughs) Mm -hmm. look at this watch this part this was insane Wow. Ah. So do you so then the Undertaker takes Mankind, throws him off the cell, to the ground, off like off his fifteen foot cell, to the ground. It was just an. I'm trying that, to see where he lands.
0: He just lands on the
3: ground. He lands on top feet. of. A he table? lands on top of one of the uh, one of the announcers' tables. Oh, yeah. I they're, see. They're, they're, there's like so many. There's this is like one of those one of those like really famous fights that everyone has, like talked about and seen. I'm such a fucking nerd. Like I'm so nerdy you in terms what? of when I've it comes never, to wrestling.
1: I've never understood how do they pick like because they're fake. They're like fake fighting. It's like a game. It's like a performance.
3: Yeah. So the, so they are they are. It's like it's like it's like a
1: dance. You know what I mean? But how it, do they it's pick like a who dance. wins?
3: I think that I think it's like all I think it's all scripted for them. Like who wins is like decided. Oh yeah, there are writers. Yeah, we know people,
0: Sam, that have been writers for WWE
3: really yeah because it helps it it helps advance the story so like if someone has to win someone has to lose you know what i mean because it makes sense with next week's story and then what goes on in the ring they, they'll choreograph it between themselves so it, but it does take a lot of athleticism obviously look at this man being thrown off this you can see here a different view where you oh. see that he hits he hits the yeah. table and it was, I remember being a kid being like, this is the craziest thing. So I, I listened to like tons of, I'm not letting you guys talk at all. So sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I, I started listening to interviews about this and they were like, this was so crazy. Cause we were like, when I threw him off the ring, I was like, oh my God, is Mick, did, did, is he going to get up? Like, is he going to get up from being thrown off the top of this ring, yeah, and then all the people rush over and they like they get him and they like they like gather him up and they put him on a stretcher. But then he's like, I'm not, I'm getting back up. So he gets, oh my god, I could, oh my god, cry. he gets back up on the top I, of the cell. I could cry. It was so emotional <laughs> as a kid. He gets <laughs> off the stretcher and he's, it is so camp, it's so camp, and he's, like, as he's, like, he's fighting off the doctors and the referees, and he's, like, fighting back to get on that fucking cage, he's a big, 380 pound, like, big man, like, climbing, he's slipping as he's climbing up the fucking, up the, the, the hell in the cell, and then the craziest thing happens, once he's back on top of the cell, he's on top of the cell, there, this, he's back on top, okay, after he's thrown off, run through him and the undertaker are back <laughs> on top of the cell like fighting Undertaker goes for a choke slam, which where he grabs him by the neck pick them up and slap them to the ground look at this shit he picks him up throws him he goes through the ring oh. <laughs> through oh he goes So
0: he goes through the top of the cell for anyone sort of <laughs> following at home
3: <laughs> yeah so he first he was thrown off the side now he's he, like the cell has now given he's away. through the roof he goes through the roof of the cell. A chair lands and hits him on his face. I want to remind you, this is a three hundred and eighty pound man going through the ring the chair and falling on the his sp- back. And a chair hits him on his face. His tooth comes out. Oh my god! <laughs> he he also breaks a hole in his lip. He sticks his tongue through the hole. He's so like, but then he still fights. Like the the match is still going on. You know this kind of
1: reminds me of like a jackass type of thing where it is just like we are being guys and we are like gonna rough each other up and mm-hmm. it's gonna be like but it's like there's an element of
0: trust <laughs> and, and i was about to exactly that that's what's most gay about it is the the sheer intimacy of deciding like we are in this together
1: i like can't believe The people that were fans of wrestling, like growing up, I always thought were like really, really straight. And they were honestly kind of intimidating to me because I was like, wow, those guys are like hard. Like they're wearing the like merch and the merch kind of looks like scary to me as a child. And like I was always like, that must be like the straightest thing. And I'm seeing it now and I'm like, this is insane.
3: Yeah. Yeah. When you watch it back, you realize it is like it is wrestling is indeed the gayest thing there is.
0: They're also doing such sort of, I mean, the choreography I'm not saying choreography, like in a metaphorical way. It literally looks like dance choreography, what they're doing. I mean,
3: like also, describe what you're seeing for people who can't see. well like, now it is, they're
0: just full-on embracing each other and almost making out <laughs>
3: <laughs> like men in tights jumping up and down, holding each other, crying, laughing, celebrating. <laughs> and
0: I gotta say, I, something that sort of was alienating growing up was that the the way, there's like one woman and she's wearing a skimpy outfit and she's like holding a little sign and it's almost like, oh, she, you know She's being objectified for a male audience, but then when you reframe it as gay you're like, oh, she's their Lady Gaga and they're all gay <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now I get her role she's Yeah, there now, be and, and actually
0: I find it empowering
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean there was a a really great wrestler named China. China was like the 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 biggest lady in terms of um wrestling. She was like no one was no one was more like powerful and intense as China. And China's whole thing was that she was a very very strong woman. She was like she was oh, like yes. her whole thing is she was like the the world's strongest woman. So she would like beat the other women up like all the other women like just never stood a chance against China because she was just so fucking strong she was just like a diesel woman you know what i mean and the other one would try to stand up to china but they could they never could because she was just too too strong oh my god
1: okay my one question (laughs) follow-up question about wrestling what were the politics of wrestling in
3: when you were watching them as a kid so back in the day wrestling was relatively apolitical Wrestling is now kind of Republican. That's um, what I was. I assumed, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was pretty apolitical back then. But also Vince McMahon, who's the owner of the WWE, ended up working for the Trump administration. He was like one of Trump's right. advisors. Yes, I remember. Oh. That. yeah but then also a lot. Also Donald Trump. I don't know if you guys know this. Donald Trump used to perform in in the WWF. Of course, that right, famously. Right, right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Which is insane. Um, yeah, D- yeah. Donald Trump used to perform in the WWF. And do like, they're like videos of Donald Trump, like shaving people's heads, mm-hmm. uh, getting hit with chairs. <laughs> like, well, would
0: like, he also sort of play the character? I mean, that's he played where, himself. Yeah, he played himself. But it's sort of like, I think it was, if I remember correctly, like a big avenue in which he built up this mythology because he was playing like the rich billionaire. Yeah his, whole,
3: yeah his whole thing was that he was like donald trump the the ex- i mean it's kind of crazy to think that this person that you're about to watch was once the president of the united states of america like imagine a video where like where like bill clinton runs down to the middle of an arena and punches out a another billionaire like <laughs> try to imagine
1: oh my god this is,
0: he's like tackling
3: Oh my god! It's like,
1: wait, so that's actually him. That's that is him.
3: that is actual former president Donald Trump.
0: So basically, he ran into the arena, li- tackled another man in a suit, and started this punching man.
3: Him. Yeah, and so it started like it, like it. This this is the multiverse of madness. Yeah, this, this is this is truly the multiverse of madness. When you think about all the crazy stuff that went on. And 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 then, and then Donald Trump is now Oh my Trump god, now he's now, shaving his head, you're right. Now Donald Trump is shaving Vince McMahon's head in the middle of the ring because they were arguing over who's like the best billionaire basically. Wow, this is fucking wow. insane. Isn't this the stuff that went on in wrestling? I don't think people even know how crazy it was. It it goes all the way down from involving like people who were like now dead to people who were yeah. like strung out on crack to literal former presidents of the United States of America or future presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> like the multiverse of the WWF, or WWE is truly insane.
2: just being me. Amy Winehouse, back to black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, rated R. Under seventeen, not admitted without parent, only in theaters, May 17th.
3: It does kind of sully it later in life when you realize that like all these guys are like Trumpers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like
0: Again, it bleeds into the real world. Like it's difficult I think you have to have a really good sort of head on your shoulders to like watch this repeatedly and not be a little bit tempted to take it as reality or not like if you see trump going in the ring and
3: winning not be like oh he's actually kind of cool well that was the fun of it that as as a especially as a young i was very young watching this deep down i knew that it wasn't real yeah i knew it wasn't real but it had to be real yeah for me to enjoy it it had to be real for me to have fun with it and they never back then they never broke the fourth wall they never told you it was fake now a lot of the now a lot of wrestlers are like yeah it's fake it's like it's like a whole thing I'm like yeah yeah for sure it's totally fake but back then that wasn't the case it was it was really how mm-hmm. they like they played it up as if it was real because they weren't doing they weren't doing other movies and they weren't they you know there were a few under the giant did like uh i think like some version of some movie princess diary no uh, what was the movie Under the Giant? Did I can't remember. So there were a few wrestlers back then who were doing a few movies, but not like The Rock, who is like now the highest paid actor in Hollywood, yeah. right. and Batista and and John Cena, who are like massive, massive movie stars. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's crazy. Do you see a, do you
0: see a parallel between what we're talking about in terms of how, uh, in terms of people misunderstanding how much of it is real? Do you see a parallel between
3: that and the way people watch Drag Race?
1: Thank you. Great question.
3: (laughs) Well, I think there's a different thing there because like not everyone on Drag Race is playing a character. Right. You know, you have people who do characters, but also let the characters go. People like uh, Katya, who's like, I'm a Russian hooker, um, but she's really just a hooker from Boston. I'm kidding. No, no, She's like, I'm a Russian hooker, but then she drops the accent sometimes. Yeah. But then people like Trixie, who's like doing this like larger, like I'm a Barbie doll, larger than life Barbie type thing. You know what I mean? But, I, but I'm but i also someone I don't have a character in drag. I don't do like a thing I don't have like a bit that I do Sure I don't have a voice that I change into um, But then again also I know Trixie She does love Barbies Like that is also part of her real life Like her obsession with Barbie dolls And toys And, and pink mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it is It can be hard to distinguish the difference sometimes From what, what is like What is the fantasy And what is real Right yeah i even feel like in the like drama of it i'm sort of like
1: i feel like some people are like this is real those people hate each other like that's a bad person right exactly and some people are could, able to yeah. like look at it and be like no that's like how it's invented for tv well
3: but- yes and no because as someone who has argued on reality tv like there is no one there like making me argue. There's no producer under the table. You know, the legendary producer under the table yelling, call her a bitch. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> like I called her a bitch because I wanted to call her a bitch. Like I right. didn't I didn't need any prompting to argue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of us argue outside of drag race. We argue on tour and there's no producers hiding under the table. We argue on Twitter. <laughs> we, we, you know what I mean And there's sure. no producers on Twitter making us argue Like it's just because you're in a really high stakes situation You you don't have a lot of sleep You're hopped up on a Red Bull mm-hmm. You are paranoid You think, you think you're think you gonna leave at any moment And you think that when you leave your world's crashing down And bitch when RuPaul says Time to lip sync for your life It really feels like life and death When you're there everyone's in the bar like lip sync for your life It is fun <laughs> When you're there it's not fun It feels like if I go home tonight I might as well. Like, I, I'm gonna like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Kasha Davis's advice. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yourself. <laughs> like, like that's how it feels yeah. in the moment. You know what I mean? And sure, then you can you sure. me like, I guess it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I think we. Wow. I
1: think we should do our final seg.
0: Yeah. I think we have to. I mean, I truly could 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 keep talking for hours, but I think. I think you're right. The sun's okay. going down. <laughs> sun is literally going down. The sun is setting.
1: Um, uh, in LA,
3: baby, it's one forty. LA.
1: <laughs> See you at yeah. Ackbar. See I'm doing my Ackbar. game material. <laughs> yeah, we'll See be you- there in six hours. Um, <laughs> We, uh, so Bob, our final segment is called shoutouts, and in homage to the classic straight tradition, we just give a shout out to anything that we are enjoying. You know, imagine it's 2001, you're at TRL and you're shouting out to your squad back home about whatever you like. Mm-hmm. And George, do you have one?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I don't off the top of my, actually, you know what? I could, I have one that I could do. Love that. Go for it. Okay. Um, what's up, freaks and losers and everybody out there, everybody in all the land from coast to coast, and don't forget the middle parts. I want to give a shout out to ordering a soda and bitters at the bar. As everyone knows, my New Year's resolution, which I have only um not followed a couple of times in the nine days of this new year, is to not <laughs> drink on weekdays. And at first I was like, how am I going to get through this? What am I going to do? Drink water? But let me tell you something. When you order a soda with bitters, it has a nice pinkish color. You feel like you're drinking something with flavor. And you wake up the next day and you don't feel like you're ready to throw up in your bathroom. So get out there, order a soda and bitters. And while you're at it, maybe order an athletic brewing company, non-alcoholic beer. Because guess what? Those are kind of a sleigh as well. Woo!
1: Okay. Um, this one is based on our previous conversation what's up freaks losers and perverts all around the globe i want to give a huge shout out to either sugar or spice whoever said (laughs) the thing that said that was there's two types of people in this world you're either a porch person or a bike riding person i'm both when i heard that i said these people are potentially a new level of dumb that is admirable and finally (laughs) Bringing bringing, um, authenticity back to our United States of America. I feel like someone is living out loud for once. I hope to God I'm not annoyed at them. But right now I say let them say whatever stupid shit they want to say. And I'm feeling empowered by it. I'm going to say what's on my mind because of sugar and spice. Wow. We are back. And it is another season of gay wrestling.
0: Woo. You are so right. You know what? There's something so beautiful about so, about a, a statement being dumb in a unique new way. Yes. To say there are two kinds of people, porch people and bicycling people. <laughs> and I'm both? And
3: I'm both? That's like, That's you, I wish I could That's write like, a like that. That's genius. That's genius. Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but years ago, Britney Spears said there's only two types of people in this mm, world.
0: Yes.
3: Do you know which one they are? No.
0: Uh, this is from Circus,
3: right? There's yeah, the, one that the ones that put on shows and the ones, and that, the observe. ones that observe. Yes. And baby, I'm a put on a show kind of girl. <laughs> <Yes. Okay. laughs> but then again, but to be fair, I like to watch shows and I like to go to, sh- I like to put on shows and I love to go watch them too. So, Brittany, what's real, Brittany? What is true, Brittany? <laughs> Are there two types of people? Brittany, I'm both. Yeah,
0: Brittany, that, Brittany was doing some, you know, she's very sort of by erasure. <laughs> well,
3: sorry, I, I misquoted. The, the fans are going to kill me. I need to read. I need to re uh, The quote is: "There's only two types of people in the world: the ones who entertain and the ones who observe." Yes, that's and baby, it I'm a put on a show, show kind of girl. girl. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say one more thing in terms of dumb statements that have been revelatory to me, and then and then uh, and then I'll stop talking. Which is that in one of the ads they play on Drag Race, this is for a show that's either on MTV or BET, one of the Paramount channels. I know what you're going to say. Yes. It's it's about being in college. And so there's a confessional where one of the con- one of the contestants or one of the participants goes, and this is a direct quote. College is very much giving, you go to class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I heard me, that line and I was like, sentence, this is so genius. College is very, very much, giving your much giving you go, your to, go class.
2: to class. <laughs> Honestly, ne- she, it is she a ate. beautiful
1: sentence. She ate. She ate. No like, crumbs. where's the lie?
3: <laughs> just like that, just like that guy at the hot dog eating contest who swallowed ninety thousand hot dogs in a minute—that one like buff <laughs> Japanese guy—he yeah. ate, honey. She ate. <laughs> no, why are the hot dog? Why are the hot dog like competition guys who like are the best are always like so ripped? Have you noticed this? Something's
0: off. Well, I think in order to like survive, you have to also. You know, really having the same that.
3: metabolism. Yes. And right. work out a lot. Hello, everyone. It is me, Bob the Drag Queen. I want to send a major shout out to all of you listening today to Stradio Lab podcast. I'm so glad you tuned into today this cool, cool, cool Monday morning <laughs> on From Coast to Coast, From Sea to Shining Sea. I'm just doing it the way you guys did it because I see yeah, what you guys like that. Um, I want to give a big shout out to all those people out there making TikTok documentaries. I love these little one minute deep dives on TikTok talk because it has all the stuff I want from a documentary, which is the information crammed into a minute. And then I realized the other documentaries are just exposition. It's all establishing shots. We don't need to see the subject sitting down and putting on their microphone. I don't need that. I just want the information. So thank you so much to all of you making those wonderful green screen TikTok documentaries. Woo! (laughs) Wow. Bob said, I don't want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) another iconic brilliant i don't want to see that oh my god i mean put her in the wwe right can i tell (laughs) you right now that oh my god y'all i when i just i discovered the comeback during the um during the panda replay Mm -hmm. right oh yeah
0: Mm -hmm. i i rewatched it during the pandemic too it's i watched
3: the entire first season this the comeback is one of the best shows that's ever been on tv it's easily, shockingly good. easily, and the uh, and just just so you I get the the what makes it so phenomenal. The first and second season are ten like ten years apart.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like the show got canceled, and then once streaming services came out, people were became obsessed with it, and everyone started buying the show. I mean, watching the show, and they released the second season. That last scene in that fucking second season fucked me up. It's an incredible show.
0: It's honestly devastating. And it's, it's also crazy. ahead of its time. Like, yeah. the first season was ahead of its time. Obviously, everyone knows that. But then even the idea of rebooting it was ahead of its time. And still too ahead of its time to get, like, to get like a big enough audience.
3: Lisa Kudrow... It, I know everyone's going to say his friends. The comeback is Lisa Kudrow's best work. Yeah, 100%. 100%. She solidifies herself as a brilliant actor, a wonderful, art, like, improv artist, a comedian. Like, she... Lisa Kudra was in her fucking bag when she when, when she said, Well, I got it. <laughs> I mean, nothing. You can't better. use that. You can't use that.
1: Um, wow. Well, wow. Bob, thank you so much for doing this. This
0: podcast. was an absolute delight.
3: Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, and I hope that you all got some good stuff out of this uh Patiana. Oh my God.
0: I am so, I also, I'm excited to go look up more YouTube videos of wrestlers, perhaps light a
3: candle. <laughs> Listen, I'm honestly, I might want to, I, I wish I could find all the wrestling in order because I might want to go back and start watching it again. Like it was just brilliant. It was brilliant. All right. It was brilliant. You heard it here first. I'm going to say it now. It, it might be though. Cause like I didn't grow up watching Disney channel shows. So when I go back and watch like Vessel Raven, I'm like, guys, this is bad acting and it's not good writing. But everyone's like, no, but you had to be there. Yeah. So wrestling might be a you had to be there kind of thing. So I don't know. I mean, listen,
0: I enjoyed it when I watched it today in a a Zoom shared screen. So I can't even imagine how much I would have liked it if I was actually there.
3: Imagine, honey.
0: All right. Wow. Well, another pod in the tank. Bob, see you in the ring.
3: (laughs) See oh you will you guys join my if 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 I do a, a a wrestling night, will you all join us? I it would be our greatest honor. You have to wrestle each other. I
0: I will happily. I will happily uh follow whatever narrative you decide to write. I will be <laughs> uh defeated by Sam if you want. I will uh <laughs> you know, tackle Sam.
3: I wonder if I did a night can I get like Got Mick and Violet to fight each other. I wonder Oh my god, that would be my the greatest. The way that
1: they would do it I feel like in a heartbeat. And, and and actually, it would be huge. Yeah. And honestly, call MTV because this could.
0: Uh... <laughs> I just want to say this is kind of the, the only thing. Like, this is the next frontier. I it's think, the next is getting, step is getting drag, uh, you know, drag race girls together for a uh, wrestling tour. Right? Would be huge, actually. I mean, imagine. I'm texting Gatling right now. <laughs> oh,
3: my God. I'm going to find out. I'll let you all know. All Perfect. right. Thank you all for your time. All right. Thank you, Bob. <laughs>